0: Welcome to The Manly Catholic. In this podcast, we will inspire, challenge, and equip all men to become the men they were created to be. Join us as we journey together to become the best versions of ourselves and strive to change our communities one man at a time. Hello, all, and welcome to yet another episode of The Manly Catholic. I am James, your host, and flying solo once again. Like I said, hopefully Father Dominic and me will be joining forces once again. Uh, But today, I'm actually going to give you two, one is a homily and one is more of a speech. One is on Mary, a homily on Mary, and two is actually at a conference. Both are motivational, they're both a little shorter, so I thought I'd combine it into one episode um, to motivate you guys this week. So That's what we're going to do today. So without further ado, let's get into our prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, thank you so much, as always, for this time here on this podcast. Thank you for the men that are listening. Thank you for all the blessings that you've given us. Pray for all these men and women who are listening. Just pray that you bless them, bless their families. Please be with them, whatever they're going to, especially call on Mary to be with us, to comfort us, to bring us closer to Jesus. And we ask this all in your name, Jesus Christ. Amen. It's in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. St. Joseph, pray for us. Mary, Mother of God, pray for us. St. Therese of Lesu, pray for us. Right, so this first, one, oh, before we get going, as always, shout out to our partners over at Hallow, the number one Catholic app on the App Store. And since we're talking about Mary, they have a ton, a ton of resources on Mary, guys. You can just type in Mary and you will be listening to them for days on end. They have the Rosary, of course. They have the Litany of Loretto. They have all sorts of, you know, minute meditations on Mary, Glory Be- or the uh, Hail Holy Queen, just the Hail Mary, the Angelus, things like that. So lots of information on Mary. And uh, if you can, if you click on the show notes, the link in the show notes, or if you just type in www.hallow.com backslash the Manly Catholic, you can get an extended 30-day free trial uh, only for our listeners. And again, I highly, highly recommend it. It will really help deepen your prayer life. It's tremendously helped me. And uh, I wouldn't partner with him if I didn't actually believe in it. So again, check that out. Again, www.hallow.com backslash The Man the Catholic, or you can click on the link in the show notes. So this first homily is by Father Mark Murphy, and it was, I believe, done in 2017. But anyways, it doesn't matter. I'll have a link in the show notes for you guys, but I will get going here. Look to Mary. Look to Mary. That is my encouragement to all of us on this feast day of the birth of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Why? Because Mary stands to Christ as the moon stands to the sun. Because Mary is a reflection of Christ. All of our Marian doctrines and dogmas are Christological in purpose to draw our attention to Christ. Take the moon. You can look at the sun for maybe a second, but you can stare all night at the moon if you want. In a similar way, the intensity of Christ can sometimes seem overwhelming, but reflected in Mary, we can see and meditate and contemplate. The church is continually proposing Mary to us, like on this feast day of her birth, because she is in her person the summation, the recapitulation of the whole people of Israel. Mary is faithful Israel in the face of evil, injustice, stupidity, and sin, all of which were disfiguring his beautiful creation. God resolved to form people to shape them according to his own heart so that they would become a vehicle of his presence to the world and that from this people would come the Messiah. Israel in its totality. Like Mary, is designed to give birth to the Savior. Mary in her person sums up and fulfills the story of Israel, the story of a long pregnancy preparing for the coming of the Christ. So in her light, we can read the whole Old Testament. And I think that this Mary-Israel connection is what the church perhaps wants us to see today on this, the anniversary of her birth. Look at that first reading from Micah. Mary is born and destined to be the new Eve, to bring peace. Eve abandoned paradise when she chose to cling to godliness, when she said she could determine good and evil. And when Eve said, I am the Lord of my own life, I can become like God, knowing what's good and evil. That was the original sin handed down in its various forms to us, her descendants. When we make ourselves the arbiter of good and evil, when we turn ourselves into God. When this happens, we fall apart, and then society, and ultimately all of the cosmos, falls apart. What's the story of Israel? It's the story of God's steady and relentless and faithful attempt to reverse the momentum of the original sin. God trying to form a people to become the friends of God people who would accept God's law in life as a gift and who would, in turn, flourish under God's influence. Remember the Annunciation today. Hearing the word of the angel, Mary said, may it be done to me according to your word. Eve grasped at godliness. Eve, the mother of all sinners, tried to make herself into God. Mary reverses the original sin. She allows God to plant his word within her and in that fiat, in the utterance of may it be done unto me, she becomes pregnant with God's own life. In a related way, all of us, when we acquiesce to God's word, we say, yes, let it be done to me. God's life takes root in us. You see how it works. Eve's grasping blocked the flow of grace, blocked the flow of divine life. Mary's fiat and acceptance show that life and allowing life to flow into the world for its salvation is what church is all about. Mary indeed is the new Eve who allows grace to rush into the world. We stare at Mary. You wait and you stare at Mary to see that moon. You see that she's been walking with Moses because Mary is comparable to the burning bush of which God addresses Moses. In Exodus, the bush was on fire but not consumed and the voice of God comes forth. The closer God gets, the more we are ourselves. God's glory for us means we are called to be fully alive. We are consumed by God's presence, but rather illuminate, raised above it. Mary is like the burning bush because Christ, the divine presence, is alive in her. doesn't overwhelm her or suppress her, but rather makes her radiant, luminous. As she says in her Magnificat, My soul magnifies the Lord. Her soul is most itself when it's focused on Christ. Mary sums up all of the great Old Testament figures and speaks this great biblical truth that you should stare at Mary as you stare at the moon, for in her reflected light, we see the history of Israel and we see the glory of Christ himself, who is the glory of his people, Israel. So, look to Mary. Whew. all right, again, that was Father Mark Murphy, titled Look to Mary. Again, I'll have a link in the show notes for both of these speeches. So this next one, was from Alan Keyes. This is from The Silence Stops Now uh, back in 2018 at a USCCB meeting. Um, I believe it's the Church Militant. I don't know if you guys have heard Church Militant, but I will, again, post a link in the show notes. I'll post the link to their website as well. I think they have all of the speeches listed, but I think there's a subscription for it. But anyways, again, this this next speech is from Alan Keyes back in 2018 at the USCCB meeting. USCCB meeting at the uh, Silence Stops Now conference. This is more of a motivational one, so gear up. But now it seems that the church, too, is caught up in what appears to be a general offensive, an offensive of evil, an offensive of evil, an offensive of anti-Christ, anti-God human beings, who look now to the pridefulness and arrogance that has grown from the success of our science and believe that the day has finally come when they may vanish the truth from the consciousness and conscience of humankind. And we are here today because a great crisis has resulted for the church from this offensive. And it seems that at the focal point of that crisis is the leadership which we have relied upon to lead us as light in the midst of this darkness. It is time that we remember that we have accepted the light of Jesus Christ within each and every one of our minds and every one of our hearts and every one of our spirits, and that light shines from us as well. Now we are called, now we are called as the soldiers of God and Christ. We were confirmed to be, to let light shine out in us no matter what the darkness brings. And the sad truth is, the sad truth is, that is likely to bring much sorrow and much persecution but for the Lord triumphs in us and through us once again. And I say that more truly than I have said in a long time. Though I have to say, those of you who have followed my career in politics know I've been wanting to try to point out to people that we are walking down a path that was strained from God's way. And that at least in this great country of ours, nothing is going to survive our self-government and our constitution in our liberty, in our prosperity, in all the things that we think that we have been forgetting, that at the end of the day, if this nation had not been founded on the belief that we are all created by God Almighty, that right is determined by His will, that the standard of justice is set out in His law, then this government of, for, and by the people will long ago have perished from the earth as every other attempt in democratic self-government perished in the history of the world we outlasted them not because we are better than our forebears but because we have better sense than to let go of god and jesus christ i have had many reasons as many of us have to be thankful that ours is a god of repentance and mercy as well as law and truth but i was in all of that almost childlike in my good faith my belief But at the end of the day, guided by the Holy Spirit, the Catholic Church would be blessed by God with leaders that would never let go of His hand, never betray His truth, never confuse His law. That faith is surely being tested now. And I cannot say that without sorrow, I cannot say it without a broken heart. I cannot say it without a fear for the future of our country, of our world. For if the Catholic Church no longer plays its role, if the Catholic leadership no longer provides that foundation on which we can rely. If instead they would have us now commit to embrace the very sins that we are seeing destroy the world, then we must be tempted to believe there is no hope that God's wrath is already upon us, but no matter how they conduct themselves, we must conduct ourselves as what we have always been told we are. Not people beholden into the world and human beings, but children of God, who will not stray from his merciful love because we know we cannot survive without his forgiveness. And this is the prayer that I would offer to God Almighty. Dear Lord, by your power and by your might, break the hardened hearts of our leadership. Open them again to your spirit and your love. Open them again to the joy of spreading your truth. Open them again to the joy and expectation that though we walk in the shadow of the valley of death, We fear no evil, for our eyes are fixed on the Lord our God, and our will is fixed on serving his purpose, which is to save all who will be saved and are willing to walk the path that leads to that salvation. We are here today praying this prayer to you, O Lord, on behalf of those bishops. Not all of them have strayed from you, but all of them now need your strength. All of them need your spirit. All of them can not only be saved now by your power, and we are earnestly entreating you to look not on our sins but on our broken hearts and on our still unshaken faith in the church and help them to become again what we trusted all our lives, that they would be the servants of God and his mercy, walking the way of Jesus Christ to lead the world to his glory. Amen. So the YouTube channel, I think it's Catholic Crusader, does all... These speeches with music in the background, with images, it's really quite powerful. So I will send you actually guys, put links in the show notes for them. But again, just powerful speeches, so applicable now. Mary, look to Mary, always look to Mary. I love the image of the moon. Christ is the sun, and sometimes Christ can see overwhelming because he was perfect, and he's God. But Mary, who also was perfect, but Mary... It's like the moon who you can stare at all day long and you you won't become blinded by her. I, I love that image. And then this speech by Alan Keyes, just the importance of praying for our leaders, not only politically, but in the church as well. Praying for Pope Francis, praying for your local bishop, praying for Catholic apostolates, things like that. It's so important, man. So don't don't neglect that. So that I, I guess that will be my challenge this week is I want you to pray specifically for Pope Francis, our Holy Father. Pray for your local bishop. Write him an email. Write him a letter just saying, hey, I, I'm praying for you. Is there anything in particular I can pray for you? I mean, there's so much negativity going on with our priests. There's, guys, it's so few and far between. We have so many incredible priests out there, and we have Father Dominic. We have a Father Tony, where I'm here at St. Robert's. But there's so many amazing priests. It's it's really important that we step it up and support them. The least we can do is pray for them, have them over for dinner, just um, stop them after mass and say, "Hey, I'm praying for you. Thank you for all you're doing." Um, again, the obviously there was a huge scandal, but just know that most of our priests are men just trying to be holy and trying to do the best they can. So let's keep them in our prayers, and especially our leaders, because they need us especially right now. Because Satan is hes prowling about the world, man. So I actually want to end with the uh, St. Michael prayer. Say, St. Michael, the archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, Prince of the heavenly hosts, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan, and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. It's the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, gentlemen, again, please leave us a review on iTunes. Leave us a five-star if you want. Please comment on it as well. That also helps kind of boost our ratings. Um, Send us an email. Father Dom and my email will be listed. Uh, Keep praying for us, most importantly. And if you do feel entitled to support us, we do have a Patreon page. Any bit goes a long way. Help us out. But most importantly, keep praying for us, the men. And so uh, until next time, until next week, I we challenge you guys to go out there and be saints. And we'll see you all next time. Thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode of The Manly Catholic. If you have not already done so, please hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcast to make sure you don't miss a single episode. It will also help grow the show and reach as many men as possible. We truly think this podcast can change families and help men to change the world. Thank you again so much for tuning in and God bless you.